Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Social Justice Matters, the podcast from Social Justice Ireland. My name is Suzanne Rogers and I am Research and Policy Analyst with Social Justice Ireland. We produce our podcast in three different formats. We have our interview series where we speak to policy experts on a really wide range of topics. We have our seminar series where we get the chance to listen back to presentations we've had at past events. And then we have our 10 minute lesson series where we take a topic and again, just try and tease out the key points within that sort of eight, 12 minute time frame. This week, it's one of those. And I'm going to be looking at lobbying in Ireland. Lobbying is defined really as any attempt by either individuals or interest groups to influence the decision of government. And in its original meaning, it referred to efforts to influence the votes of legislators generally in the lobby outside of the legislative chamber. So it's a practice performed by either individuals or organisations whereby their views on policy and how that impacts on public services or the public services themselves are made known to politicians and public servants about the laws, the policies and the practices, as well as really ideally seeking to have those laws, policies and practices changed. Really, this is about bringing pressure to governments about specific public policy actions. It should be viewed as an essential part of the democratic process. It can take many different forms. You may make your views known as a private individual on issues that directly affect you, or you may be presenting views on issues that affect other groups of people. So you could be coming together with an advocacy group. You can lobby in person, you can get somebody else to lobby on your behalf, or you can lobby through writing. So in Ireland then, the Register of Lobbying was introduced in 2015 in order to increase transparency and accountability by making information available to the public on the identity of those lobbying designated public officials and the nature of those lobbying activities. It was signed into law on Wednesday the 11th of March 2015 by President Michael D. Higgins and the Act itself then commenced on the 1st of September 2015. The Act provides for an online register of lobbying. This really ensures that all information relating to lobbying is available to the public about the identity of those communicating with designated public officials on specific policy, legislative matters or prospective decisions. The Act also places restrictions and conditions on the taking up of certain employments by certain designated officials for a specified period of time where a possible conflict of interest could arise. So when we go onto this online register, what we can see is who is lobbying, on whose behalf the lobbying is being carried out, because they could actually be two different things. What are the issues involved in the lobbying? What's the intended result of the lobbying? And who is being lobbied? And the Act is very, very clear as well. The aim here is not to prevent or inhibit lobbying in any way. What it does try to do is make the process much more transparent. And what it's doing here then is, again, it's providing for that publicly accessible register of lobbying. What we have then is the establishment of a standards in public office commission, which is to be the regulator of lobbying. And there are obligations placed on lobbyists then to register and provide information regularly about their lobbying activities, including in the case of those who work as professional lobbyists, information about their clients. There's a code of conduct then for the carrying on of lobbying activities. And there's the introduction of a cooling off period under which lobbying activity may not be carried out by some former officials. There is no charge to register either as a lobbyist. There is a requirement to register if you are carrying on lobbying activities, which means you are either communicating directly or indirectly with the designated public official and that you are communicating about a relevant matter. For the purposes of lobbying, then, a relevant matter is any matter relating to either the initiation, development or modification of any public policy 
or any public programs. So again, here we could be looking at changes in taxation, changes in agricultural policy, in digital inclusion policy, anything looking, say, maybe at changing the entitlements to social welfare or health services. There's the preparation or amendment of any law, which would include secondary legislation, such as statutory increments and bylaws. So again, you might be looking at bylaws relating to traffic, the award of any grant, loan or any other financial support contract or other agreement or any license or authorization involving public funds. So, again, we might be looking here at the purchase or sale of a property or any other assets owned by government. There are also a list of communications that are classed as exempted communications. So very quickly, these would include private affairs, diplomatic relations, any factual information, published submissions, trade union negotiations, anything relating to sort of safety of security of a person of the state, an Oireachtas committee, and the communications by data protection officers or public servants, um, and the governance of commercial state bodies and any policy working groups. It would be really, really important, though, that, again, there are lots of caveats even within those exemptions. So if you're unsure about it, you would always need to go and check. You are classed as lobbying if you are a professional lobbyist being paid by a client to lobby on their behalf. If you are an employer with more than 10 employees where the communications are being made on your behalf. If you're a representative body with at least one employee communicating on behalf of its members, where that communication is being made by a paid employee or an office holder of the body, or an advocacy body with at least one employee that exists primarily to take up particular issues, and a paid employee or office holder of the body is communicating on such issues, and a person communicating about the development or zoning of land. And then when they talk about who we're lobbying to, it would be a designated public official. So again, we would need to be really clear on this. These are ministers of the government, ministers of state, other members of the Aaron, so TDs and Shannon Aaron or senators, also members of the European Parliament, so MEPs for constituencies in the state, members of local authorities or councillors, any special advisors. And again, there would be another list then of prescribed public servants and office holders. So public bodies must publish information on their employees who are designated public officials. So again, if anybody needs clarity about their situation, check out lobbying.ie. The register then is maintained by the Standards in Public Office Commission or the Standards Commission. So the Regulation of Lobbying Act provides that the Standards Commission will be the registrar of lobbying and will establish this online register. The Standards Commission oversees the implementation of the register. It monitors compliance. It provides guidance and assistance and where necessary, will investigate and pursue breaches of legal requirements in due course. This Standards Commission is an independent body and there are six members who sit on it. This commission must be chaired by a current or former judge of either the Supreme Court or the High Court. And this chairperson is appointed by the President of Ireland for a six-year term. Four members of the commission are considered ex officio members, as in they're automatically members by the nature of their day job. So here we would have the Controller and Auditor General, the Ombudsman, the Clerk of Doyle Aaron and the Clerk of Shannon Aaron. And then finally, there's what's classed as an ordinary member of the Commission, and they are appointed by the government following resolutions of both the Houses of the Oireachtas. This member must be a former member of either Doyle or the Shannon and is appointed for a six-year term. According to the annual report for 2021, there were 2,273 registered lobbyists, 2,166 
of which are located on the island of Ireland. We also have lobbying registrants in Great Britain, Belgium, USA, Switzerland, Luxembourg, France, Germany, Israel, Italy, and the Netherlands. More than 11,600 returns have been received, which is a slight increase on the previous year, where 11,523 returns were made. Health was the number one topic, with economic development and industry coming in second. Third is justice and equality. Fourth is agriculture. Fifth then would be education and training. The annual report for 2021 lists investigations that are made, being made under the Act. And what it says is one investigation into possible unreported lobbying was carried out over the period 2020 and 2021, and two further investigations were launched during the year. The Complaints and Investigations Unit closed one investigation during 2021 and provided an investigation report for the Commission's consideration. So they had two investigations ongoing at the year's end. Separately, in 2021, the Commission decided to prosecute two cases and three prosecutions were carried over for, from 2020. Of these prosecutions, three were for failure to submit returns by the statutory deadline and two were for other offences which were prosecuted under Section 22 of the Act. In four cases, compliance was subsequently achieved and the Commission withdrew the prosecutions. One prosecution remained before the courts at the end of 2021. While this increased transparency is to be welcomed, the question of what, if any, effect is having on a cultural shift from vested to public interest remains. Greater attention must be drawn to the information available in the lobbying register. We in Social Justice Ireland called for the inclusion in the Commission's annual reports of policy areas with the greatest lobbying activity, the lobbying organisations and the designated public officials engaged so as to highlight to the general public those who are influencing the political decision-making process. For more information on lobbying in Ireland, check out www.lobbying.ie. There will be a link in the notes. For more of our own policy recommendations, keep an eye out in the coming weeks for the launch of our socioeconomic review for 2023. Social Justice Matters, our guide to a fairer Irish society. Until next time, stay safe.